Welcome to Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast from South Cities Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. If you're interested in learning more, visit our website at southcities.church. How you doing, everyone? Good. <laughs> Great. It's a long pause there. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting up. <laughs> yeah. Dave is far away from the mic. Uh, good. I'm glad you're doing well. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. It means a lot. Yeah, I care. I care a lot. Um, so random question for today. When do you... <laughs> Dave is poised and ready to answer. When do you guys feel like we're on the upswing of winter? Like at what point does it feel like, all right, we're on the other side of this, this thing? May 1st. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Not until then, though? Not really. Because (laughs) as it goes later into the season, my need to shovel snow exponentially (laughs) makes me angry. (laughs) So one big snow in April is like six in March and et cetera, et cetera. I see. Oh. Mm. I remember one time we had to cancel church in April. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was so angry. I was like, this is a bad place to live. Yeah. <laughs> but this was a but podcast on the topic of we'll get, celebrating. We'll get there. It is. We'll get to celebration. We'll get but there. like, we were, because the reason I brought I it up is. I celebrate on May 1st. We were just talking about like, hey, we're already at the end of January. Like, like you were saying. Well, the thing is, is the days are actually getting longer. Yeah. They are. So we're getting more daylight. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think as far as what you said, Mm-hmm. It's got to be after March. Yeah. March is still winter. Because to me, like, <laughs> we're at the end of January, which is great. And it does seem like that came pretty quickly this year. Like, I can't believe it's already, you know, the end of January. But that means we still have February, <laughs> which to me is like and March. the absolute abyss. <laughs> so to and me, March. once you get to March, then I start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But not until then. Foreboding February. Mm-hmm. Menacing Ooh. March. You always love your alliteration. Is March Angry the month? April. <laughs> is March the month where they say they always say like it goes in like a? No, comes that's in April. like a. Oh, Wait, is no, it April? No, comes in like a lamb. Oh. No, in like a lion, out like a lamb. Is that March? Or I don't April? know. I learned. It's April don't you learn this in elementary school? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a different saying. But Except in yeah. Um, yeah. Minnesota, right? Yep. So anyway, spring the is end, a, spring's a joke here. The end, the, in, the coming <laughs> spring is a joke. Spring is a cruel, practical joke. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mic drop against spring. <laughs> Take that, spring. She gotcha. Burn, sick burn. <laughs> so this feels like the shepherd episode. Yeah. Let's get back on. So what we're saying is that the end of the winter is a reason to celebrate. Amen. Amen. Which leads us to our podcast topic today. <laughs> Ethan wow. Is at me. Nice segue. Um, celebration. So this podcast is coming out right after we did our South Cities Celebration Church, Church South Cities Church Celebration Service um, last Sunday. So why is it good to celebrate? You know, why do, as Christians, what is celebration? Why should we celebrate? Why did we do a service like that on Sunday? Well, (laughs) 
we are actually commanded to celebrate. Ooh, tell the, me more. Well, in scripture, we see, you know, even in the Psalms, like rejoice, give mm-hmm. thanks, um, praise God for what he's done and what he's doing and who he is. And so, um, and then we even see like throughout the Old Testament, um, the people, you know, setting up little markers or like reminders of things that God has done. Um, Ebenezer's. Yes, thank you. (laughs) So it's appropriate to set aside special times to reflect and give thanks and and remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dave, what would you say? Yeah, and I think think celebration is built in uh, to the celebration and uh, milestones uh, as a way to commemorate are kind of built into the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. It's uh, we're, we're called to gather together week by week, and that's really what we're doing. We're called to you know come to the communion table week by week as both a somber examination, but also a celebration of what Christ has done. And I think you know a, a year and a half ago now we did 150th celebration of Bethlehem Baptist Church, and I think the reason for me the reason you do it is that you. Um, you know, we believe from the Word of God that He's called us to make this transition, mm-hmm. to move towards faithfulness, to the kind of New Testament picture of church. There was a lot that went into it that took a lot of His strength and power yeah. to make happen and His body to make happen. And so now to stop and go look at what He did. You know, He was faithful to His promises. He, he led us where we needed to be and to mark it and then as a family feels like a really sweet and special thing. And then also an opportunity to say, so then who, now that we're here, yeah. kind of what are we hoping for uh, in the future? Is, you know, so a celebration and, and anticipation feels like a, a helpful moment. Yeah. So is, is celebration just a strictly looking back thing, do you think? Uh, or I, would you call... So he said celebration and anticipation, but yeah. he's looking to the future. Can you celebrate that too? Or is that something else? <laughs> I don't think you can celebrate the future except that Jesus is going to come back yep. and make all mm-hmm. things new. You can celebrate that. But I think, so I think you, you must celebrate what God has already done. Mm-hmm. But I think that God has wired us such that our looking back at his faithfulness and his promise keeping is... It can't help but fuel our anticipation of all the ways he's going to keep doing that. Um, and so I think that they naturally just go together. Yeah. Look mm-hmm. at what he's done. You know, mm-hmm. won't he do it? Won't yep. he do it again in the future? And you can you can celebrate God's promises mm-hmm. for the future. Yeah. Right? So you can't, yeah, like... Yeah, I suppose I'm answering my own question. Mm. I didn't think this think about this before. Like, the future hasn't happened yet, so in a sense, we don't know what there is to celebrate. But we can celebrate things like you know, all things work together for good for those yep. who are in Christ Jesus. That's worth celebrating, yep. no matter what happens. Yeah, in the future, and you know, there's promises that are fulfilled in Christ that we can celebrate that are yet to come. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep. so on that note, then, so we we celebrated. God's grace, getting us to this point as a church. Um, we had a whole service about it. Um, and then we're anticipating for what's to come. So 
what are some of our prayers for what's to come for South City's church? What are we hoping for? Do we have big prayer requests, big hopes and dreams, things that we're hoping that the Lord does? What would those be? So I guess we can just go around and say whoever wants to start. Sure. I have one that I've been thinking about and um, considering and praying, and I am calling it gospel culture, but it's not a new term or I didn't come up with it. But um, I think it's just the idea of that we would be a place that has a culture of um, it's a safe place to confess sin, to get help and extend grace and forgiveness to one another. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, you know, that family element that we've been trying to talk a lot about in recent years. And I think that the verse about, you know, loving one another and they'll know we're Christians by our love Mm. um, and how we care for one another is something that, not that we don't have that, we do have that, but I would love to just see that grow Mm-hmm. more and more exponentially. So yeah. with God's help. Yeah, that's great. Dave, what about you? Yeah, to Stacy's point, if you, uh, if you want to hear more about gospel culture, there's a podcast. I've listened to it. It's kind of a podcast aimed towards pastors, but I think anyone would listen to it and be helped by it. It's called You're Not Crazy. It's by uh, Ray Ortland and Sam Alberry. And they do a lot of talking about what gospel culture means. And to Stacy's point, I mean, I think where all that comes from uh, is a people who know who they are in Christ. So they are, they know that they're sons and daughters of God, forgiven, accepted, loved. Um, they, and therefore their allegiance is to Christ, first and foremost, as citizens of heaven above any other allegiance. Uh, and therefore they're able to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength and love their neighbors as themselves, even those neighbors in the church and outside the church that are a lot different from them because if they're in the church, it's like, man, it doesn't really matter because we have Jesus. <laughs> we, have, we have Jesus in common. And if we're outside, if they're outside the church, like I want you to have Jesus uh, because he's so good and he's so real and I'm forgiven. And so that creates those spaces of forgiveness and mm-hmm. grace and confession and And I think it creates evangelism um, as well. But what I've been praying about, uh, like to to Stacy's point, is uh, like how does that happen? You know, like how how does gospel culture happen? And I have been stuck. I'm gonna preach. I I just preached on it. uh, I guess in the future past, (laughs) Uh, I just preached on it at the celebration service. But Ephesians three, and so my my like prayer for our church for 2023 and beyond. It feels, it feels like this, one of those passages of scriptures that's going to shape me for like decades. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like that to me right now is for the spiritual power <laughs> by the Holy Spirit in our inner man mm-hmm. to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that we'd be rooted and grounded in him and have strength by the Spirit to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that we would all at South City's Church be filled with all the fullness of God. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Just been stuck on that phrase. Like, and Kelly and I have been talking about it. Like, what does it mean for us in our, 
our parenting to be filled with all the fullness of God and in our neighborhood to be filled with all the fullness of God and in our small group to be filled with all the fullness of God. So just, and, and but, but the point is what that takes is spiritual power from on high that we can't conjure up, mm-hmm. you know, we can't make happen, but I just want us to like want it and pray for it and beg for it. And the context here in Ephesians three is like, Hey, I want the church to show the manifold wisdom of God. Mm-hmm. And then chapter four comes right after, which is like, Hey, here's how you walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. So if we want the manifold wisdom of God on display, and we want to be a place that walks in a manner worthy of the gospel, we have to know the love of Christ in such a defining way that it only happens by the power of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, yeah, I would just ask anyone listening, your small groups, your classes, whatever, just, just be pleading with the Lord to pour out this kind of spiritual power that we would know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge in such a way that what Stacy is praying for <laughs> happens. Um, because I think that I think all sorts of care for one another and confession of sins and new ministries and evangelism and mercy ministries, um, I think they would just happen because we're mm-hmm. walking that nearly mm-hmm. with Jesus. Um, so yeah, it can't happen without what you right. are saying. Right. Yeah. None of what right. I just <laughs> said my prayer was can happen without right. knowing God in that way and more of, you know, knowing more of him and his love for you. Yeah. Each one just, of us. And I've just been thinking about too, like how many, how many people are sitting out in the congregation on Sunday? I'm not making accusations, but just as I'm praying, like have been trapped in some sin mm-hmm. that like no one knows about. And how, how is that going to get overcome? How are they going to walk into the light? How are they going to... Because right, when you're stuck there, right, like you just, you're hiding and your whole life is about management of your sin and your situation. So what would it look like for them to know they're so loved that it doesn't scare them mm-hmm. to walk out in the light? And then how might God use that very thing that they've been hiding to minister to someone else and right. to bring freedom and power and uh, to their neighbors and to this church? And so... Or how might God, as they know the love of Christ, be so overwhelmed with that love that they're just like, we're going after our neighborhood. We're going to prayer walk our neighborhood. We want other people mm-hmm. to have this love. So I don't know, I don't know what it would do, uh, but I know I want what Stacy said, and I know we need that kind of power to make it happen. And so I'm just asking God to do it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean my prayer is really similar to both of those, but like specifically that we would have a gospel culture and know the fullness of God in such a way that overflows in our worship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to not be afraid to come really expectant mm-hmm. on Sunday morning and then for that to just overflow and what the, the fullness of God just overflow in our mm-hmm. expressions of corporate worship. And not that we're looking for a show or anything like that, but that it would just match the imag- amazing reality mm-hmm. <laughs> of the things that we're declaring mm-hmm. on Sundays. So just to feel... I would just love for us to, I think we have a really sweet worship culture at mm-hmm. South Cities. Mm-hmm. I love our worship. I love how people engage. And I would just love to see it grow even more. Mm-hmm. Um, more expectancy, more going hard after God on Sundays and it abides and mm-hmm. on Wednesday nights and all those things mm-hmm. and just more freedom mm-hmm. in those things mm-hmm. as an expression of experiencing the fullness of God. Mm-hmm. And as an expression of going hard after a gospel culture. So I guess that's more of like an application in a specific area. Yeah. But man, that'd be, I, I would just love to see that grow even more. Mm-hmm. I, and I think it's great to hear that application because like I've been 
as a part of this, I've been like, God, do that when I preach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Do it. Like, help me know that so much. I'm filled with the fullness of God. So when I'm preaching, that's what people are experiencing, yeah. you know, or in a counseling session that's hard and feels like, how could there ever be breakthrough here? Well, the fullness of God could do breakthrough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and because what, what gets followed up then uh, at the end of that text is what I, what I love. It's like, well, this isn't just about us and our experiences and our experience even of Jesus, as great as that is. It ends with, now to him who's able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, mm-hmm. to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So that, that's what I'm talking about. Like as this happens, like stuff's going to happen through us because mm-hmm. it's according to the power at work within us. Not like, right. It's not like this weird power floating above. It's this inner strength and power knowing the love of Christ by which he does more than we could ask or even think. Is that the Holy Spirit? What, what part of it? The, the power we're within us? Yeah. I think so because I think it's going back to strengthen with power through his spirit right. in your inner being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And is that, is that kind of the fullness of God that's, that we're being filled with? I think so. I think so. But I do think it's like... Uh, I, I do think what Paul is praying for is not just the abiding of mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. Right. Like like what I would say, everyone's baptized into the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 12. But in Acts, there's these moments yeah. where people are filled with the Holy Spirit right. mm-hmm. for ministry, for evangelism, for whatever. And I think that's what he's praying for, yeah. for a sustained experience like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want. Yeah. Sustained Amen. fullness. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we ever have four fifths of the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but that that uh, we're drawing near and pleading in such a way that uh, we're experiencing that the fullness of who He is. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. Yep. Awesome. These are great prayers, and uh, just to see what God has done really is a reason. To celebrate and yeah. we look forward for even more. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks.